My name is Alice Higgins, Lead Lifeguard Supervisor for Weymouth and West Dorset and also volunteer crew at Weymouth Lifeboat Station. For me, being on or in the water, I think it's like a, a sense of kind of an escapism, just kind of being free, being buoyant, that sound of the bubbles under the water, just find really relaxing. Everything about what I do in my life, so kind of my work, my relaxation, my recreational activities is fundamentally based around the sea. Growing up, I used to go to the beach. That kind of progressed on to going to North Cornwall, um, surf beaches, kind of the Padstow area. And that was kind of where I got into bodyboarding initially. And then that kind of progressed on to stand-up paddleboarding, my later teens, early 20s. And then from university, did an ocean science degree. And that gave me the opportunity to do a basic commercial diving course. So I kind of got the diving bug, became a diving instructor. More recently, it's obviously quite a big trend, but the daily dips during the winter months, that's something, especially during covid um, kind of fell into that and as brutal as it is yeah the winter daily dips are weirdly enjoying so my family background so I've got two older brothers my eldest brother Matt he's uh, disabled so he's got both learning and physical additional needs and then my middle brother Joel he's kind of my role model let's just say so growing up close um as a family, mum and dad, a lot of time mum and dad had to spend with Matthew because of his additional needs. They would always remind us, swim between the flags, listen to the lifeguards. So from a very early age, they kind of had to kind of give us a little bit of freedom whilst they had to focus on my, my eldest brother and his needs. But that meant us respecting the lifeguards and kind of knowing that they were there to look after us, that we also had to listen to them and what they said. graduated from university and wanted to save to go traveling um, see a bit more of the world and from that um, I emailed a few of the dive centers locally so grew up living in Dorchester so Weymouth and Portland's not too far away the old harbour dive center in Weymouth kind of replied pretty quick and they were looking for someone to work in the dive center and it was a really quick turnover so I think I graduated from university and then a couple of weeks later, I was working in the, in the dive centre and I knew or got to know some of the, the lifeboat crew. So the Old Harbour Dive Centre is probably less than 100 metres down from the lifeboat station. At the time, I was kind of like not something I thought I'd be able to do. But yeah, it was always really exciting seeing them run past. If they got a shout, they'd kind of give us a little wave. I was in the front of the shop as they walked past after. And I was always intrigued to be like, oh, wonder what they got up to. And I think the main main thing for me is like when I did go traveling after um, saving up a bit of money I was just about to fly home I was in Australia I was like oh I want to I kind of want to do something different so a bit of a challenge and then I just kind of had that like oh I might just email the lifeboat station and wonder if they need any crew and then as soon as I sent it it was pretty instant actually the the station replied saying yeah we're looking for new volunteer crew We kind of get asked quite a lot, really. Why do you volunteer 
why do you do what you do? And I think initially it was for me, and it sounds a bit selfish, it was it was a, a challenge, so a personal challenge to become a lifeboat volunteer. That's not many people have the opportunity to be able to do that and I was in a privileged position that the job I had at the time when I joined the crew was so willing to let me respond to shouts and it was only once you kind of join the crew and you're part of the station and you get to know everyone. I think at that point, for me, the RNLI lie is the people. It's the the second family that I've got at Weymouth Lifeboat Station. So now I kind of progress from uh, a lifeguard in red and yellows um, to a supervisor role. Um, so I became seasonal supervisor back in 2015 and then uh, full-time as a lead supervisor in 2019 and currently in that position. So when I was in my red and yellows, um, you're very much more hands-on. You're, you're doing the casualty care. You're interacting with the members of public. You're doing your patrols. You're going out on the water, either on the inshore rescue boat um, or on the rescue board. So it's, it's a, a lot more in the kind of public eye, public facing. Uh, my role now as a lead supervisor, um, very much more behind the scenes, doing rotors, doing recruitment, doing welfare chats, one-to-ones. So I'm very much the mother hen. And then I guess more recently, as part of my lifeguards supervisory role and the recruitment to get new lifeguards, I set up a surf lifesaving club to try and get um, locally more people trained up. And that's kind of incorporated the grassroots level. So we call them nippers, so they're like the 7 to 12-year-olds. Um, we do sessions for going up to the youth and then the seniors, which are 16 plus, and they're the ones we do the lifeguard qualification for. So having set that up, and I've always had my back in my mind, it would be really nice if people like my brother and my nephew, he's got cerebral palsy, so that they can also join the club and then that we can get them in the water um, and do activities so it's not exclusive and it's an inclusive environment. So, yeah, currently at the moment we're doing a bit of fundraising and, and looking into accessible surfboards. So a bodyboard with a little a chair kind of drilled in and screwed on. It's obviously a bigger, more safe version of that for, for adults. So those with um, limited mobility or need a bit more help getting into the, in the water that yeah we'll be able to provide that at some point it's uh, a little way off at the moment but we'll we'll get there i've now got nippers who i've known from a very young early age who've qualified and now are in red and yellow so i think yeah just that's a sense of achievement and just yeah really proud of really i guess of what they then go on to do as young people um, in red and yellows. Hello, it's uh, Ben Ainsley here. You've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.